Um, have you heard the news yet? We are now on YouTube with full video episodes. I am so freaking excited about this. If you guys love the podcast, please, please, please go over to YouTube, open up the app on your phone right now, type into the search bar at underscore Samantha Daily. You will see the account pop up. You'll see Makeshift Happen Podcast. Go give us a subscribe. Watch some of our video episodes. There is so much more video content to come. We've got like hundreds of shorts already posted on the YouTube and now we are doing full video episodes. So if you love to consume your podcast in a video format, this is going to be for you. We have a crazy goal of making this podcast even bigger and even better this year with more production quality, incredible guests, and all of the things. So your support is what is going to help us get there. If you love the show, I would so appreciate if you go and give us a subscribe on YouTube. All right, I love you guys so much. Let's dig into this episode. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go Makeshift Happen. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to dive into a variety of topics, but the main thing that we're going to talk about is the difference between being in motion versus taking action. And we're going to unpack exactly what that means and how it shows up in your business. We're also going to talk about the key to mastering any skill. The biggest thing that I see plaguing coaches and online entrepreneurs of all kinds right now, how to know when it's the best time to hire an assistant or start delegating, how to get extreme clarity in your business, and some of the topics that I am currently fascinated by and the business book that I'm reading at the moment. So if you are ready, stick around and let's dive in to this solo episode. So this concept of motion versus action comes from the book Atomic Habits, which you guys know I reread at the start of the year. I think it's a great book to revisit when you are in a season of your life of really wanting to get rid of bad habits and establish some new really good habits. So I revisited that book. I listened to it this time on Audible and I loved it and I took away some new nuggets that I had forgotten about from last time, so highly recommend. But this topic of motion versus action, this concept, this idea comes from that book. And the idea is that we are so focused on figuring out what the best approach is to whatever it is that we're trying to do in our lives that we very rarely ever get around to taking the massive action that is required, right? So the difference it, between being in motion versus taking action is that motion is when you're kind of like planning, you're strategizing, you're learning, you're thinking about doing the thing, you're preparing to do the thing. Action is actually just getting down to business and doing it. It's a behavior that delivers an outcome. So an example of this could be maybe you want to start a podcast, right? 
And so if you are in motion, what you're going to be doing is things like brainstorming podcast ideas, coming up with concepts, titles, guests that you might want to have on the show, name ideas, all those sorts of things, right? The action is actually just sitting down and recording an episode and pressing go. Another example is maybe you want to get in shape. Let's say you want to get fit. I'm in my health and wellness era right now. I've got a personal trainer. I'm working out Mondays and Fridays and I'm walking every day. So if you're like me and you want to get in shape this year or you just want to feel healthier, stronger, whatever, if you're in motion with that goal, you're probably going to be searching for workout plans or watching YouTube videos about other fitness influencers and their lifestyles and their routines and maybe you're pinning or saving meal ideas on Pinterest, but you're not actually doing the thing, right? You're just in the motion. You're preparing to do the thing. But the action would actually just be eat a healthy dinner and complete a workout. So you can see how we complicate things a lot in our lives because we want to get it perfect. And we do all this preparation and all this thinking and all this planning and all this organizing. And that's great. Sometimes you need that. But the question is, are you actually doing the actions then? Are you pressing publish? Are you sitting down to record the episode? Are you going to the gym and getting the workout done? Motion is really useful and sometimes we need it, right? But it's never going to be the thing that produces the end result. It's not enough on its own. And that's the main point. And a lot of us get stuck in motion for a really, really long time. So of course, we do need those preliminary steps a lot of the times to help us prepare for that bigger action. But a lot of the times, you're not actually preparing to act. You're just going through the motions and getting stuck in this perpetual cycle of preparing, 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 preparing. But there's no action, right? You're not actually doing the thing. You're not pressing publish. We stay stuck in this motion phase, planning, prepping, strategizing, thinking about it, learning about it, studying about it, ideating about it, so that we can feel like we are making progress without actually having to risk the failure of what happens when we actually do the thing, right? That's big. You want to ask yourself, like, if you do feel like you've been preparing or planning or strategizing for something for a while, but you haven't actually done the cold, hard action steps, it's like, okay, why does it feel safer to me? Why does it feel better to me? to like sit down with my whiteboard or my pen and paper and map it out and make a plan or why does it feel better for me to journal about it or to you know do some scripting and do some manifestation work about what it's going to look like and what it's going to feel why does that stuff feel easier why does it feel better than actually just doing the hard thing that's a question that you really want to ask yourself if you are someone who thinks yeah I've probably been like telling myself I'm taking the action steps but low-key there's some procrastination mixed in here because because I should have, could have, would have done it by now if I had more confidence or if I had more courage or whatever the case may be, right? It's easy to convince yourself that your emotion is progress, right? And that's really important to recognize. <laughs> that's like the first step is going, oh shit, yeah. I've been in this like motion phase for a while and I've been convincing myself that it's progress, I'm taking two mindset courses right now and I'm reading self-help books and this is great and I'm working on my coaching business. Like, but are you really? Or does it just feel like you are and you're telling yourself that you are, but you're not actually doing the things that would move the needle, right? 
Another one is like when we're constantly scrolling Instagram and TikTok for content inspiration. Bitch, it is never inspiration. You're never getting inspired. You're getting fucking drained, wasting your time. You never come up with good content after that. It's like we're just telling ourselves that this motion is productive when really it's procrastination. We're like, oh, this is good. This is helpful. Um, This is helping me get some ideas. This is helping me work on my business. Mm Mm-mm. It's helping you waste fucking time from the thing that you know that you have to do that you're avoiding because it feels hard. And there's this quote from the book, Atomic Habits, he, when he's kind of explaining this concept and he said, motion makes you feel like you're getting things done, but really you're just preparing to get things done. And when the preparation becomes a form of procrastination, you need to change something. So let that quote land. Call yourself out if you're like, shit, <laughs> yeah, that's me. And I think we can all relate to this in some area of our lives. It, it may not be business. It could be fitness. It may be something totally different. But let that quote land and see if you need to call yourself out a little bit. Motion makes you feel like you are getting things done. But really, you're just preparing to get things done. And when preparation becomes a form of procrastination, you need to change something. So let's talk about the key to mastering any skill. He goes further in this part of the book to talk about, you know, if you want to master something, what you really need to do, the key to that is to start with repetition rather than perfection. So if you're like, all right, I want to get really good at podcasting or I want to build a personal brand or I want to get really good at coaching clients or I want to get really good at working out and getting strong, whatever the thing is, instead of thinking, all right, I need to like plan everything, organize it all, figure out what the best, safest, fastest, quickest, easiest, most effective route is so that it can be perfect the first time I do it, the goal should just be to start with repetition. How can I get one rep in? How can I go to the gym and have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, but at least I did something, right? And so I started, I ignited that journey. You wanna start with repetition rather than perfection. And this is so much easier said than done because of course we all have a little bit of perfectionism in us somewhere. But the main idea here is like you don't need to map out every single step and feature and whatever else. You just need to practice it over and over again. You just need to go and start getting in reps. And along the way, of course, you're going to learn things and you're going to progress and someone's going to help you out and say, hey, maybe you could do it like this rather than that. Or you're going to make a mistake and you're going to learn from that. And so then throughout the journey of repeating it, of getting in those reps, you actually do start to perfect it along the way. And then you become even better because it's not just perfect from day one, but it's a a level of... um, not even perfection, but like you've improved based on experience and learnings. So it it lands so much deeper when you just know something to be true because you've experienced it or because you fucked it up and you're like, yeah, definitely not going to do that again, right? So there is value in, you know, moving towards that idea of getting it perfect by learning from the mistakes and just getting in those reps. So if you want to master something, the key is to start with repetition rather than trying to create, plan, prepare, strategize, organize for this idea of like doing it perfectly from the jump. 
I saw something on Instagram the other day where this girl was starting her podcast and she recorded her intro like a million times and she was just joking about it on stories like, oh my God, LOL, this is the 300th time that I've recorded this intro. And I was just chuckling to myself because I'm like, I literally recorded the intro to this podcast, which is still the intro with music. I recorded that. That was one take. The first time I tried it and then I was like, oh, I think it's good enough. And it worked with the music and somehow when I had a the perfect pause was when the beat dropped and I was just like this honestly lines up like let's just roll so and it's not to say that you have to get everything perfect on the first try but I think if you're willing to just do it messy sometimes you will also be surprised at how well it turns out because you don't have this huge expectation of like oh my gosh every single thing needs to be perfect if you just start and you're like yeah I could probably redo this at any point in time like it's not that big of a deal you'll probably get a better outcome anyway because there's less pressure and there's less expectation expectations are the thing that create most of our suffering in this world in this life anyway when things don't meet our expectations that's when we get really hard on ourselves or we get into that suffering of feeling like it should be different or this shouldn't be happening or this shouldn't be my experience or it shouldn't have been this way So if you're starting something, if you're going on a journey, you're building a business, starting a podcast, getting healthy, whatever it is, like if you can release some of those expectations of needing it to get a certain result in X amount of time or to be perfect on X try or to sound exactly like whoever person you really look up to, like just release all of that and go. And if you can do that, I think you'll be really surprised at A, how good it is because you're just relaxed. It's like the law of detachment when you let go of needing things to be perfect when you let go and you release that like forcing gripping white knuckling energy that we apply to our manifestations so often when you release that you actually become more magnetic and things flow and your energy is better and you're operating at a higher frequency and so things work out more easily That's just naturally how it goes, right? So if you're starting something or you're working on something, you're progressing towards something, maybe you've been in business for five fucking years. It doesn't matter. Wherever you are, the thing that you're approaching, the goals that you have this year, if you can release some of that grip, if you can release some of that need for it to be perfect or to look a certain way, if you can tap into that energy of just like flow and detachment a little bit, I promise you things will get better. And it's not to say like, oh, you know, detach yourself so that it will be perfect on the first try. No, no, no. That's still a form of attachment. Because we're like, oh, if I detach myself, then it'll be great. No, it, you you try to create this energy of detachment simply for the sake of having more ease and flow and peace within yourself. And true detachment is whatever happens, happens. And then from there, I'll learn something. And from there, I'll figure it out. And from there, I'll know what the next step is. So it's not a guarantee that it will be so much better or perfect because you've entered into the land of detachment. But also, maybe just being a little bit more detached from those expectations and, and releasing some of that pressure will help you get in more reps. And by doing more reps, you will naturally get better at whatever the thing is, right? So let's dig into some examples of how I see this show up in business a lot. This idea of like being in motion versus taking action. One example is when clients are really overanalyzing what to post on social media at the start of their businesses or even when they're really far along, honestly, or just focusing so heavily on their course 
and what module number 12 is going to look like and how it needs, what the video and what equipment and, and they're just like getting 10 steps ahead. So you want to check yourself if you're getting 10 steps ahead in any process or goal that you have for your life. But I do see this a lot in business as clients really overanalyzing or just getting so far ahead of themselves and anticipating problems, anticipating not knowing what they're going to need to do at a certain point. And that's stopping them from just taking the first step. And so they get stuck in that cycle of like motion, 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 walking in place, preparing, planning, organizing, strategizing, but they're never actually doing the thing because they feel like they don't know enough yet. They feel like they don't have all the knowledge. They feel like they're not fully prepared. They don't have all the equipment. They don't have all of the answers, right? And the thing about that is that you are never going to have all of the answers. You're never going to have the perfect equipment on day one. You're never going to have all of the the things that you need. You're not going to have the high level branding. You're not going to have the graphic designer. You're not going to know exactly who you need on your team. You are not going to have any of that shit until you get to a point in your life, in your business, where that is something that is really knocking you over the head of like, hey, this is the required next step. And then because it's the required next step and you've done all the steps prior to that, you will have different contacts. You will know different people. You'll have more information. You will have had different conversations. You'll have a lot more information to help you go and navigate that next thing. But expecting yourself to know what steps A to Z are before you even start is like, it's never, never, never going to happen. Side note, also, a lot of the things that you think that you need to know are just a fraction of what you actually need to know. So there's so much more that you will eventually need to learn and skills that you'll need to develop that you can't even conceptualize of right now. But you're not busy worrying about them and stressing about them and trying to plan and organize and strategize for them because you don't even fucking know that you're going to need those things. And it's honestly better that way because it helps you start messy. A million things that I had no clue that I was going to need to know how to do or equipment stuff for this podcast, I'm so glad that I didn't know that on day one because it would have overwhelmed me even more, right? So it actually is better to be in the ignorance of just owning the phase that you're at and starting where you are and taking the first step and getting those repetitions in because eventually you will come up to a point where you can see that new level of information or equipment or connections or whatever the next steps are for you that you need to take, you'll be able to see it and you'll have a lot more context for it because of the journey that you've been on. But if you never get started on the journey, then who cares? Like none of it even matters, right? So another thing that I, because I mentioned like overanalyzing posts on social media, one thing that I do want to touch on is like not getting too wrapped up in the idea of what's like the perfect thing to do for the algorithm or whatever. We had Brock Johnson on the podcast recently who I love and admire and I think his advice is great. But I also had like several clients be like, messaging me after that like okay I'm stressing about this because he said that and no talking on stories and no links and whatever else and and I'm like okay yes all of those things might be excellent pieces of advice and they might be true but like is it true for you and your audience like don't forget to add in the layer of self-awareness and intuition that always needs to be infused in your business. Do not get stuck in this overanalyzing of what's the perfect way and the perfect path and this expert and -and so-and-so said this, so now I can't do that. Like, There's not a one-size-fits-all, which is really, really important. And 
one thing that we talked about in that episode with Brock was like what to do or not to do in your Instagram stories now in 2024. And there were a lot of things that a lot of us are doing and have been doing for years where he was like, the things that really helped me increase my personal story views a ton were to stop talking on video on my stories, to stop posting links in my stories and a bunch of other things, right? But the 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 perspective that he was taking was like, these are things that I found to be effective for increasing story views. He didn't say for converting sales. He didn't say for nurturing his clients. He didn't say for building a personal brand. He didn't say for creating deeper connection. He didn't say for building like, know, and trust. He said for increasing the number on my story views. Like take what people say and take it with a grain of salt and always, 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 always add the self-awareness, the intuition, and the self-trust to also know what path you're on, what journey you're on, what's important to you, what works for your audience, what they like to see, how you like to create, what is sustainable for you. Like, please do not forget these things, you guys. Like the overanalyzing and the uh, 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 everything needs to be like exactly how they said, gotta stop. It's keeping you in the motion phase and you're not taking action because you think that there's some perfect formula that you need to be following when the real formula is just show the fuck up. Literally, just fucking do it. Like whatever it is, just go. I promise you it's going to be way better and way more useful to you than sitting back and trying to consume all this information and figure out what the best perfect plan is. So that's number one, our first example. The second example is like, there's people, I talk to a lot of people about podcasting uh, because it's a huge part of my business and brand and it's something that I really love. And there's a lot of people who have wanted to start a podcast for years, but they keep getting stuck in that researching phase and overthinking every detail. And like, again, you just kind of have to go for it. And honestly, like, I have a masterclass teaching you how to launch and grow a successful podcast. It's literally called that. Launch and grow a successful podcast masterclass. Take the masterclass and in less than three hours, you will know exactly everything that you need to know to start your podcast. Nothing more, nothing less. You will have the exact right amount of information for you to press go. It's $197. It is so fucking affordable. It is so highly valuable. You can grab it right now, today, whenever you want. We'll leave a link for it in the show notes. But it's like simple things like that. Instead of overthinking and and, and sitting on this idea of your podcast for years, why don't you just buy the masterclass learn the information that you need to know and fucking do it. (laughs) Like it could be so much faster. You could have a podcast up. If you take that masterclass, you could have a podcast up and published in literally three days. I'm not kidding you. My, My students have done it before. Okay, number three is a very common one. It's going back and forth about which coach or mentor to hire or, you know, seeing an offer or a program that feels really right but then talking yourself into waiting some more or spending some more time, quote unquote, integrating. Don't get me wrong. Integration is great if that is what you are actually doing. <laughs> but let's be let's be for fucking real right now for a sec, because most of the time when people say that they're integrating, what they end up doing is just autopiloting through their life or through their business exactly the same as what they were doing before 
that is not integration. That's procrastination. That's waiting. It's an excuse that allows you to feel, again, going back to this main point of motion versus action, it is an excuse that allows you to feel like you are making progress. You're like, oh, I am just really want to integrate what I learned last month before whatever. And again, if you're actually integrating, great. I love it. It That is awesome. We just have to be FFR with ourselves sometimes that like we're not actually integrating. (laughs) We are just doing exactly the same motions that we've been doing for the past couple of months. We're doing the same shit that we've always done. And that ain't integration, sis. (laughs) So like if you need support or you want rapid clarity on something, just hire the damn coach. Just join the program. Like it's not that deep. Unlike an Apple Watch, okay, your steps don't count if you've been walking in place for the past two months and it's not going to get you any closer to your destination just marching in place so we just have to be really honest with ourselves about the ways in which we've actually just been standing still and walking in position rather than moving forward and advancing towards where it is we're trying to go okay and the last example that I have for how people get stuck in motion versus just taking the action is thinking about and planning to hire help for way, way too long before you actually do it. (laughs) And a lot of people have this question, like when is the right time to hire? Because a lot of us who start online businesses, like we were not hiring managers or recruiters or we weren't working in these corporate careers where we were responsible for delegating at high levels. Like we don't fucking know how to do this. And that's totally fair, right? So it's a, it's a big question of like, when is the right time? Like, how do I know when my business is at a place where I need to get help? Because we all want help, but we're like, is does it financially make sense? And what am I going to have them do? And is it worth it? And is this price actually going to buy me back some of my time? And with the time that I buy back by hiring this person, am I actually going to be productive at a level that helps us generate more revenue so that it's worth it, that we have now increased our business expenses? Like these are the thoughts, hopefully, normally, that are going through your brain when you're thinking about hiring. Unless you've been poisoned by the coaching industry to just like hire for whatever reason just because it's cool and you want to say that you have a team. But you should be thinking about all these questions. You should be having these thoughts in your mind. And so if you are, that's great and that's totally normal and it's completely valid. So one thing that maybe I can offer to help with this, help you get out of like that motion of, oh, I'll just do it myself. Like I know how to do it. It doesn't take me that long. It's an extra hour a week, like whatever. Like those are all the ways that we convince ourselves to stay in the motion of just doing things the same rather than ripping the bandaid off, taking the action and actually getting help. And I know that I probably was in a place in my business where I could have hired a little bit earlier because I was, by the time I did hire, I was like, oh my God, I'm, but I'm so busy. Like I don't really have, it feels more overwhelming to me now. And this is, this is how you know that you've waited too long. If it feels more overwhelming to you to get help than to just keep doing it yourself, you know that you've passed the threshold because if you are doing so much in your business and you are so time poor that it feels daunting to have to bring someone on and train them and teach them and show them how you do everything so that they can help you. Like you have to help them help you. If that is like, I don't have any fucking time for that. Like that's never going to be able to happen. I'll just do it myself. Yeah, it's too late. I mean, it's never too late. But now you know, like it's, it's time. 
it's definitely time. So there is a sweet spot where you're starting to feel a little bit of that like overwhelm creeping in, but it's not so bad to the point where you're like, I would have no mental capacity or time to train this person and help them get up to speed with how I do things in my business so that they could actually take tasks from me. Because let me tell you, there's a lot of people that just assume that by hiring an assistant, they're going to know exactly what the fuck to do. And that ain't the case, okay? Obviously, you should be hiring someone who has skills that are going to be helpful to you. You're not like teaching them, okay, and here is how you open an email. No, they're going to have skills, but everyone's business is so different. And the processes that you use in the back end and the systems that you use and the softwares and how you like things done and your personal style and the timelines that you have and what your onboarding and offboarding processes are for clients, like all of that stuff is different. So even if a, an assistant or a VA or an OBM or whoever has a strong skill set, they still need to learn the ins and outs of your business, of your style, of how you do things, of your operations so they do need to be trained so contrary to popular belief in the coaching space I feel you can't just be like oh VA perfect I'm done you do need to actually train these people especially if you're looking for someone that's going to have longevity on your team and is not just like a quick like hire and fire but it's actually someone that you want to grow with and who you want to have as your like right hand person potentially for a long time there's got to be time allotted for training them and getting them up to speed in an appropriate way. But that's a whole different conversation, which we can talk about, you know, exactly how to do that in top tier. We have a training about that. Um, But anyway, if you are in, in a place where you're like, yeah, I think it might be time for me to hire, or I think I'm getting close, or I think I've passed that threshold, like shit, I better get on it. This is what is can be really helpful when thinking about what exactly it is that you need to delegate. I share this all the time because I love it. It's super easy. Just get a piece of paper, divide it into four sections, and each section is going to be titled something different. So the first one is things I love and I'm good at. The second one is things I love but I'm not that good at. The third one is things I hate but I'm actually pretty good at. And the fourth one is things I hate and I am not good at. And you probably guessed it, that last one, that fourth category, things that you hate and you are also not that good at or it's not your zone of genius, like you're not a master at, those are the first tasks and things that you get to offboard to somebody else and delegate. So I think you guys get the point at this point of the conversation, like what is the difference between being in motion or taking action, how this might be showing up for you in life or business, the areas that you need to call yourself out, maybe some tips for how to get through it. But I love a holistic approach to business and I really want to get to the root of why this is happening, right? So it's not just like, oh, here's what's happening. This is what it looks like and here's some ways to maybe fix it. But like also, why is this occurring, right? Why are so many people stuck in motion perpetually? I think that being in motion, quote unquote, using the language from Atomic Habits, being in motion or this kind of like walking in place, you know, perpetual planning, strategizing, preparing, but not actually doing the thing. I think that that is a symptom of comparison. So if I were to try to get to the root of this problem, I would say it's probably comparison. Because you know what's truly none of your business? What your peers are doing. 
One of the biggest sicknesses that I see plaguing coaches and online entrepreneurs of all kinds is this constant observation of what their peers are doing. And because we are all giving away so much for free online through our content and podcasts and YouTube and email, it's so irresistible. Like it's so tempting to just be tapped in all the time to what everyone else is doing and what they're sharing and what their tips are and what they're saying. And, you know, getting this like constant stream of inspiration. That's what we call it. We're like, oh, this is going to inspire me. It's going to help me come up with more ideas. And on top of that, if you are someone who's growing an online business of any kind or, or you're just an entrepreneur in general, you likely follow at least a dozen business coaches, if not more. Some of you probably are right now following 20 to 30 business coaches. And what I have to say about that is fucking knock it off. Like get that <laughs> under control because that is not okay. And all of these business coaches have slightly different opinions. They have different business models. They have different content styles. They have different ideas of what is working and what doesn't work, the, the hills that they're willing to die on and, and the mistakes that they believe people like you are making when growing your business. And you have to follow them all because what if you miss out on a really valuable, juicy tip that could totally change the game for you? Oh my God, the FOMO. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is that all of that conflicting advice and constant exposure to here's what I would do if I wanted to scale to $9 million a month, that shit is killing your creativity. By constantly looking left and right at what they are all doing, you are crushing the soul of your business and you're second guessing every intuitive idea that comes through for you. And this is what leads to you walking in place, to being in motion, to perpetually planning, preparing, strategizing, organizing, hemming and hawing about your next move instead of just starting messy. Spending weeks and months preparing to act instead of just going for it. So I'm not saying that, you know, you need to delete all of your social media apps or unfollow everybody unless you, you know, unless that's your prerogative because like honestly slay. <laughs> But really, it's just a nudge to be more discerning with what you are allowing into your media diet. Let's take it all the way back to the old school personal development from 2018. Unfollow, unsubscribe, audit your media diet, don't watch the news. But like literally sometimes we just need that reminder. Become aware. Become fucking aware. Are her posts really helping you? Are they giving you inspiration? Or are they kind of just stressing you out and making you feel like you need to change everything about your business or that what you're doing is wrong or that your content isn't good enough or that your product suite isn't right? Like, which one is it? You know what I'm saying? And I'm well aware that my content might fall into this category for you. And that's fine. That's fine. But my job, I feel, is to help as many women as possible to create lives that they're obsessed with and to do purposeful work and feel deeply fulfilled from the inside out. And that is not going to happen if your social media and I'm allowing and permitting and promoting for you to have a social media account that feels like a clusterfuck of comparison because you have 85 business coaches that you're following and trying to take advice from and you're second guessing the plan that you set out for yourself every time. Clarity, hear me on this, clarity 
is never going to come from looking at a thousand options. No matter what we're talking about in life, just think about that. Clarity is never going to come from looking at a thousand options. And we could go in a million directions with this, to be honest, like shopping, stores, Forever 21, dating, dating apps, feeling like there's always a thousand options is ruining our sense of clarity and committing to a goddamn plan. It's ruining it. So you have got to know when and where to put your blinders on. And I hope that that is the biggest takeaway that you get from this episode and that you hear me when I say this because it is one of my biggest and best realizations that I've ever had for myself personally. Like if you guys have been following along recently on the podcast, you will know that the end of 2023 was pretty rough. You know, some things, some things transpired, shall we say. And if you don't know what I'm talking about and you missed it, you can tune into an episode that I did a few weeks ago. It's called, I suffered a psychic attack and was stolen from. So there's basically the gist right there. But um, yeah, these events shifted my perspective on many things and were definitely part of the catalyst to me rearranging my priorities in both my personal life and my business for this year. And I've been talking about this soft CEO era that I'm stepping into. And that is not about like taking myself out of the game, but it's really just about re-envisioning what is most important. And we can always afford to do that. Reevaluate, re-envision. What is most important? What is actually serving me? And what is just keeping me stuck in this feeling of, oh, it feels like I'm making progress, but I'm not actually. Where are the distractions? Where's the comparison? What's, what's not serving me that I'm ready to let go of? So regardless of whether you are in a season of hustle or harvest or momentum or rest or whatever your era is that you are in right now in 2024, I think that you should do the same and really reevaluate, reassess, and put your blinders on. I just strongly believe that it's none of my business what anyone else is doing around me, truly. Like I'm not particularly concerned with what's quote unquote working right now or how the algorithm has changed and getting too caught up in that. Like I've just got my head down. I'm focused on me and my clients. And I'm pouring into my own health and wellness and knowledge and learning so that I can really give my clients the absolute best service. Client experience and what creates a successful culture are two things that I'm currently fascinated by. So I'm reading this book that's called The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle. We'll leave a link to it in the show notes for you guys if you want to read it with me or jump on that train. But like those are two things that I'm just really fascinated by in business right now. And my team and I have been cooking up some really epic ways to improve your experience inside of my programs, to ensure even higher completion rates, to make navigating the resources even simpler and refreshing the look and feel of some things. Hint, hint, hint. I'm so excited to show you guys. And I'm just really grateful for the challenges that last year brought because they forced me into this reevaluation to sit with myself and reassess like what is most important to me. And it opened up just a whole new arena of curiosity and 
refinement behind the scenes that I didn't even know that I was craving or that I would be so excited about. So I'm really grateful. I hope that this episode landed for you guys. If it was helpful, don't forget to take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, tag me at underscore Samantha Daily and at Makeshift Happen Podcast. And don't forget, we've got episodes now on YouTube. So if you are not subscribed, please go over to our YouTube channel and give us a subscribe. You know, if you're into watching video podcasts, you can watch the full episodes. Head over there. We thank you guys so much for your support. I'm really pouring into the podcast this year. It's one of my primary focuses. It's where a lot of my attention and time and resources are going. And I just want to make this show the best that it possibly could be. So your feedback, your support, your subscribes, your ratings, they all mean so much. Thank you guys endlessly. Oh, one last recommendation I wanted to give you. I listened to a podcast uh, last week that really landed for me. So if you'd like to tune in as well, it's on Jay Shetty's podcast On Purpose with James Gordon. So take a listen to that podcast. We will link it in the show notes. It speaks really beautifully to many of these same sentiments and it pairs lovely with this, you know, soft CEO era. So if you're interested and you want to expand, go and give that episode a listen and don't forget to follow us and subscribe on YouTube. All right. I love you guys so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.